Welcome to Simply by Grace, a podcast of Grace Life Ministries with founder and director, Dr. Charlie Bing. This podcast and other helpful resources can be found at our website, gracelife.org. Now, here's Dr. Bing. Welcome to another Simply by Grace podcast in our Grace Stories series. We have an interesting story for you today. You know, one thing we know about grace is that it really changes people. And we're going to meet somebody today who has uh, been changed by the grace of God and is in the process of sharing his message of change and grace with other people. So we're looking forward to meeting him, and I'll introduce him in just a moment. So Simply by Grace podcast, of course, we cover a lot of different topics, but we have this series called Grace Series, which has been a real blessing to interview people and let them explain their spiritual journeys to us. And I know that some of you will identify Uh, with Joe's journey today. I'm talking with uh, Joe Clemens, and uh, we want to just say hi, Joe, and uh, welcome you to the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you, and I am so glad to be a part of this podcast, and uh, uh, thank the Lord. (laughs) Well, well, Joe, tell us us how we we even know each other. Well, uh, I was a student at uh, Southern Evangelical Seminary, and, and I was in the class one day, and, and um, the professor was, was uh, teaching and, I guess, explaining the gospel. And, and, and I began to defend my point of view, <laughs> and I guess I was so passionate about it. So after class over, the, the, the professor called me up because uh, you might know him. He was a, a member of our, our, our Dallas Theological Seminary. Oh, I uh, probably do. Dr. Dr. Leventhal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and and so he said, you know, you sound like a uh uh you sound like a free a free gracer. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know what that was. So I said, I don't know if that's good or bad. And then he began to explain to me that that is good. And then uh one of the, another one of the students in the class, she was there listening, and then she told me, said, I got a book for you. And then she went. And, and the next day she brought me a copy of your book, uh, Simply uh, Say by Grace. Simply and, by Grace, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, simply, yeah, simply by Grace. And and I started reading that thing. And the very night she gave it to me, I must stayed up the late reading it and I continued. And that book was so refreshing and so encouraging. And it just made some of the things just so crystal clear. Crystal clear. You know, I, I, I was... I was a, I, I believe in, in eternal security, eternal salvation, but the sum of the way you, the way you explain it and express it, it's just that it just, uh, um, you know, just gave me a whole new zeal. Well, praise, <laughs> praise the Lord for that. And it's all by his grace. But uh, you also called to tell me about something you had written, and we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we do, tell us a little bit about your background. Give us the context for uh you know, where you live, your family, whatever you want to tell us about uh, your work um, uh, and so forth. Um, well, I live in a little place called Cross, South Carolina and uh, Cross slash Utahville because I stay right on the, the edge of two little uh, uh, communities. And uh, I was raised with my, my mom and my dad and, and I had uh, four siblings, uh, two, two sisters and two brothers and I'm right in the middle of all of them. And um, we uh, 
didn't, I guess normal people, we, my dad, my dad didn't do much of going to church, but my mom did. She took us to church and, and I was raised in a, a Pentecostal church. And, uh, and that's the community that we was in a little small community and, uh, in, in South Carolina, we were about, about, about 50 miles away from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. The low country. Yes. The shrimp and grits, shrimp and grits country. That's the best right. shrimp and grits I ever had <laughs> in South Carolina. Well, you, you, um, you, you were going to a Pentecostal church. So your spiritual journey, uh, maybe started there. And, and, and what was that experience like? Well, I, when I started going there, you know, I was, uh, I was going all my life, and then, but in 1983, where I accepted Christ and I got saved, and because the old days, you know, they they had you coming there when you was uh, six, seven, eight, and they they take you through this process of having you, you know, call Jesus because they believe basically you got to speak in town and all this kind of stuff. So uh, looking back, I don't know if I became a Christian back in that time and didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened but, in 1983? 1983 is uh, when I I I I staying in Tampa, Florida, and I came back home, and I started staying with my mom again, and then uh, she started talking to me about the Lord, and I I knew that that if I were to make some headway in my life, I need to I need to invite God into my life. So I started going to church with her, and after about a month going to church, uh, I was convicted by the Word and. And the spirit, and and uh, I accepted Christ, and I had the reassurance that I was saved. So you just weren't really re- ready for Christ before, but in 1983, God had worked and brought you to a place in life. I I got to read the first paragraph in your personal testimony in the small book that you wrote. Uh, I just got to read this because I love it. In 1983, at the age of 23, I was your typical average, no good American guy. At that time in my life, as James Brown would say. I was doing my thing. I did most of the dirty dozen, nasty nine, filthy five, and I may have done one of the slack two, but never did the unthinkable one. (laughs) And and you attribute some of that phrasing to Tony Evans, our friend Tony Evans. Um, So you weren't always the perfect church going little boy, were you? No, sir. I I think I've been like I said, the average no good guy. I wasn't the guy that going out robbing people and committing crimes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I had a, I always had a prayer for God, and you know, and but I just was a basic sinner. You know, we, you know, and 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 my number one, I guess, love was just like I had in my book, woman, woman. <laughs> and so I wasn't into drugs or alcohol or anything. Now I have done some of that, but I never, I was never into that as my number one thing in life and uh so yeah. I, I thought i would have been average <laughs> average no average sinner average, average no good center. yes but you never did did the nasty and unthinkable one i don't even want to know what that is so <laughs> i don't want to know what that is um so you mentioned that you were went to southern evangelical seminary founded by dr norman geisler who's a friend of mine and a teacher of mine also at dallas theological seminary uh, what took you there? Why did you go? Well, uh, after the Lord allowed me to retire, uh, in 2017, because, uh, um, you know, after I left the Pentecostal church, 
I went and joined up with the, the Reformed Episcopal Church, and they had a seminary, and I went to their seminary for, and got a social degree. And but you know the the Reformed Church got a different you know they got some different things that I didn't thought was accurate. And then also uh, one of the bishop had believed that salvation was eternal, but the other guys around there didn't. And so after I retired, my wife asked me what I'm going to do. I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to school. So I said, I didn't want to go to any of the local school in our area that I knew of, any of the seminaries, a, a, a Bible college or whatever. And I used to listen to um, uh, Columbia Bible College back in the day as now as Columbia International University. So I told, so I decided I'm going to go to Columbia International University and become a student there. So I went there and I registered and, and was a student. But the, and I told the guy that when I before I uh, fully registered, I told him that I want to study apologetics. I said I want to know the thing. Apologetic guy, uh, we call him um, apologist. I want to know the things. I want to study the things that apologists would study. And so he told me, he said, well, you know, they are Bible college and they don't get that deep into that kind of thing. So they, re they refer me to Southern Evangelical Seminary. And I left that very day and went up mm -hmm. there and registered. So I was in two schools at the same time. For Good the, choice. Uh, I know a number of people who have been there. I know a number of people who teach there, including Barry Leventhal and Richard Howe. Um, uh, so that was a good choice. Uh, and uh, so it, it seems like that you were finding disagreement about this doctrine of eternal security. Did, was it how important was that doctrine to you and why? Well, after I began to, to understand it and I, I saw where uh, that is the is. That is was very important because that is the only way the good news of the gospel can make consistent good sense. Mm. You know, um, mm -hmm. if you tell like the Pentecostal church, you tell me, so you saved, and well, you need to get the Holy Spirit. And then they said, you know, and then the whole your whole life you're trying to make it in. You're not in, but they're saying you are saved, but what it seemed to be implying, you're not really saved, saved. You have the potential to be saved if, and that's when they put those commas and mm. all those comments. And when they get through with all those commenting, <laughs> they then muddy the water and dilute the truth and the good news don't make good sense. So I saw that problem, but I was no one in any kind of position to try uh, 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 may have any impact on, on that kind of thing, you know, because I was considered, I wasn't even a minister. I right. was just a... A regular guy who was a member, and 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 what 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 made me begin to discover that difference is that you know the Pentecostal church tell you, you got to speak in town and all that kind of stuff to take you through, and the Lord didn't never allow me to speak in town. I did all the things they told me I was supposed to be doing, and I just wanted to be a good Christian, a good member of the church. Did they believe and that so, to be a Christian you had to speak in tongues? No, they're saying that they have the Holy. Go have the Holy 
Ghost, okay. They say because they somehow they separate the Holy Ghost from the Holy Spirit. Interesting. And, but then when I hold them to that, they agree. Yes, the Holy Spirit and the Holy and the Holy Ghost is the same person. But you know, it's like a it's like a second blessing. Where a lot of churches say that now you you once you speak in town, it's like another level of speciality or something. So in the local church, no matter how much how right I live, how faithful I was, I still was like a second class Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> you had the audacity to actually think through what they were teaching and question it, whereas most people just go to church and uh, swallow it and never see the inconsistencies and contradictions in the system. But but you saw those. And uh, did you get some things straightened out at Southern Evangelical Seminary? Oh, yes. I I, no, I went there. It just felt good to know that to, to, when I go into uh this said 90% of the classes that uh, there was the consistency and the clarity of, 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 of being saved by grace and, 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 and what salvation was that we, we are saved. And well, there was a couple of classes that you go into and they, and the, the, the instructor there seemed to have more, like I discovered this from, from your book, uh, this Lordship Salvation Theology and and uh and then you know it, but i had to deal with that and and i think a lot of well it still have that problem because i and, and probably a lot of other seminaries i don't know i hadn't been to many but i talked to people that went to those seminaries and went to bible college and and that lordship salvation is very alive and well but my yeah. thing is that if the gospel can only be true and accurate being taught one way, then there's no other way to teach it that is going to make it accurate and true. Right. And I see where free grace is the only way it can be taught to stay consistent with what we believe that we say by grace to, through faith alone. Period. And, you know, it's when they put the commas in there and add but. That's when we get into a problem, and that's what everybody wants to do. But you're saved yes. by grace through faith alone. But you got to have works before, after, during, etc. And uh, no, the Bible doesn't say that you're saved by grace through faith. Well, Joe, you no. were kind. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I said uh, in your book. Also, I, I discover uh, that thing that you said how people front load and back load the gospel. Mm-hmm. And and that is the problem with that front load and back load. And you, you didn't muddy the water so that, that the, the, the gospel then is not the thing that gets you eternal life. It's, 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 it's like a, a avenue you got to go down. And then through that, uh, along the way, if you stay consistent or 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 or, or, or endurance you eventually end up with the grace and with the salvation that saved you know with the grace that saves amen well you you were kind enough to send me a, a copy of your book called what is eternal salvation a big lie or simple truth question mark <laughs> and uh, in that book you share your personal testimony about how you came to the belief and position where you're at today you talk about the difference between salvation and sanctification or the relationship, and then uh, justification and redemption, reconciliation, propitiation, glorification, imputation, all those big words. So you spend time <laughs> talking about them. and um, But basically, the topic 
revolves around eternal security. So what, why did you write this book and who was, who were you writing to? Well, in, in my community, especially in the Christian community, I am the Ronnie Dangerfield of the Christian community. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, you heard of him? You get no respect? <laughs> no respect. It's just, you know, because really the, the churches, you can go, you can cross all the denominational lines and they have it right on paper in their, in their, in their office. And, and they, because they have the Protestant belief and the Protestant teaching, and they said you saved by grace through faith, and they have it right. But in their explanation and their teaching and their defense of that, they 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 diluted, they messed it up, and 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 even even though they have it right on paper, in their in their theological belief and their teaching, their doctoral doctoral te doctoral teaching, it comes out as basically lordship salvation mm -hmm. that's basically what they're saying and some of them might be bold enough to say that well you would say the day and you, and you if you don't live right you lost tomorrow and you're always getting resaved and 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 being and i don't know if they won't go to the extent to say you're being born again again but yeah. but, but but they say you got to get saved again and and i saw where that was that was that was that was so wrong and that's not the gospel Mm -hmm. And I saw where the gospel is being lost by the church, in the church, through the church, mm -hmm. and it even hadn't it even hadn't even gotten to the, to the to the lost world yet. When the church don't have a good understanding of what they believe, I say like this: I said they either don't know what they believe or don't believe what they know. It's uh -huh. something wrong. Good, very good. And, yeah, that's great. You know, they could have it right on paper, but the default position of most churches is a lordship salvation position where they bring in works and you have to do this or that to be a disciple. And you're not a Christian if you're not a disciple and and and, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I like the way you said it. Say that again. Uh, I said, they either don't know what they believe or don't believe what they know. <laughs> they don't know what they believe or don't believe what they know. That's that's very good. So because you, they have it right on paper. And, and if you sit down and you sit down and you really talk to them, they do give you the gospel because they ain't but one gospel and they give you the gospel, but they usually put that comma. Mm -hmm. if, they don't, if they put a period at the end of the statement of the gospel, mm -hmm. then they have delivered the gospel Amen. and the good news can make good sense. Mm -hmm. But when they begin to comma, put that comma and they go on, then the good news don't even make good sense because I'm not saved by what Christ done alone and the good news that anybody can be saved at any time, at any moment, regardless of their, 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 their predicament or, or, or situation. But when they get through it, then this, this conditions on being saved. And, uh, and that's not, no good news because yeah. it falls back on human performance. Human performance. Yeah. As long as it depends on human performance, we, we can never really be sure. Can we? No. And then what we are doing, what they are doing is they're turning Christianity into a religion because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Christianity is distinct from religion. Now, I take that position. I know some Bible teachers seem to said, well, Christianity is Christianity is religion, but I take the position that Christianity is not religion because I said, Hey, you know, the Bible teaches clearly Christ and a man is a Christian. 
That's if Christ ain't in the man, the man is not a Christian. I don't know what he is, but I don't know what he's what he's <laughs> not. And yeah. and Christ in humanity is Christianity. That's why Christianity is not a religion. Yeah. And but uh, so you know, because the religion is a process. You yeah, know and, and this is a relationship with the living living Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you so you're all fired up about the issue of eternal salvation and the gospel, and you've written this book. Uh, are you stirring the pot up down there? Are people, are you getting pushed back from people? How's it being received your message? Well, it, it's, it's still, it's, it's still, uh, like I said, I'm still the Ronnie Dangerfield, but you know, I was basically wasn't uh, doing anything other than, you know, I try to catch a different church service, Sunday school. And, and then I, by me having this book, then you know, I go out to the, like the, 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 the grocery stores in different places, and I just pass the book out, and and I pass that in because I give it away free in my area, and 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 I try to get them to give it to their pastors. So I'm try, I was trying to provoke the church into a deeper, better, clearer explanation or consistent explanation of the gospel, and uh, I, I I don't know if I'm, I hadn't got a whole lot of response. That you know, I ran the individual they, they tell me. You know that um you know the, how they been been dealing with it, and sometimes I I ran into a couple of church where they said they did a uh, they did like a, a a Bible study using my book, mm-hmm. and one church allowed me to, to uh, after the pandemic hit you know they start doing these Zoom Bible study, yeah. and one pastor allowed me to teach my book to his men's class, um, but Great. but I, I I just believe that that that. The, the book could be a, a effective because I think I focus on on the fact of, of salvation. I, I say I say it like this. I said, until you get a good understanding of what it means to be saved by grace, I mean, your book is a great <laughs> help. Uh, until you get a good understanding of what it means to be saved by grace and what it means to have salvation and what is a Christian, until you get that down, you are uh, you you don't have uh, you can't it's hard to see crystal clear how good the gospel is mm-hmm. and, and 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 to keep it distinct from religion uh, i'll say it again is that grace what it means to be saved by grace what it means to have salvation or what is salvation that's my book about what is salvation mm-hmm. and then um the other thing, and what is the Christian? I have been to you know, Southern Evangelical Seminary, and I've been to Columbia Bible College, and I've been to some other places, and I asked the questions. And these people, I've been, I've been, I've been to, I had a, uh, a meeting with the, the, uh, Mr. George Witt at BBN, the Bible Broadcasting Network. Okay. And and I asked them on that level, I said, I consider you guys being a, on the top tier of, of biblical knowledge and understanding. So I asked them, and I have done it, like I said, a couple of other places. I asked them, I said, can you give me the biblical explanation is of what is salvation? And you know, they 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 struggle. They said they'll give you, they give you the scripture on how you get salvation, they give you all the things about what salvation do for you, but they don't make it crystal clear what is salvation is implying because salvation is, is, is saying something right and then i asked them the same question about a christian and they'll tell you how you become a christian and and the different things about um what you 
uh, or the different thing you do as a Christian. But I asked him, what is the biblical explanation of what a Christian is, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17? And when you, when you understand what the Bible is saying, that what a Christian is, a new creation, a new creature, and what salvation is implying, salvation is implying that you are no longer, never, ever again in danger of the penalty of sin, then those two, and, and then you understand that you didn't earn or deserve none of it because you saved by grace. Amen. <laughs> when you get all that line up, it makes the gospel so simple and so easy to 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 uh, tell the story and to maybe even evangelize people because it doesn't put you where you got to qualify yourself to be some kind of uh, 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 special level of, of of living at some level in order to, sh- to share the gospel. Yeah. Well, so, Richard, I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I, sure. You know what we're talking about is what the gospel is. And, uh, you know, you got it clearly and you got eternal security down. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about how do you see that really makes a difference in people's lives? I mean, uh, you know, I see people going to church who may disagree with our view and they seem to be happy on the outside. Do you think eternal uh, a knowledge of eternal security, as you explain it in your book, would make a difference to them? And how would it? Well, the first thing it would do, it would give you the confidence and the reassurance that of who you are. You now are a new creation. You're a new creature. You are now in the, in the body of Christ. You are in the church. And you are saved from eternal uh, 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 separation. And, and, and that, that, that take a whole lot off of you. And, and also it, it it it, it will it help you to understand it help you to realize especially when you say it by grace is that 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 it it it, it makes it easier to share the gospel with friends family homeboy cousin because <laughs> those are the hardest group to reach because they know us and none of us are perfect yeah and and so I don't have to try justify the, uh, to them that that even the flaws that they see in my life, that that's some disqualification from me <laughs> being a member of, 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 of the body of Christ and uh, eternally secured. And my, my name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. There's no threat that I could ever lose that status. I compare it to a father-son relationship where we know our children are going to sin uh, and make mistakes, but we don't kick them out of the family because of that. They're right. secure in that relationship. Right. And, and, and until you, until a person get the good understanding of what the gospel is presenting, most people believe, see where the gospel is giving you an opportunity to get eternal life and you are playing some major part and or playing a part in it. And, and, but that's not the gospel and that cannot be good news when you got to, when you got to play a part in, in qualifying yourself (laughs) <laughs> that, that's no good news because all of us know we got faults. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and uh, and so that's why I said the good news can't make good sense until you get the right understanding of the gospel and, and and stay consistent with that and stuff. So I see where the, the gospel is so important for the church to be able to 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 stay consistent with that. 
and 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 what the, most of the churches have, the churches that don't have that free grace mentality or a free grace theological position, then they there's a there's an inconsistency in there. And I try to get the one to see. I said, hey, if I can get a person to be patient, that we can come to terms with the terminology we are using, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we can, and if the person can stay humble that humble enough to realize that, you know, maybe there's some things I don't know that maybe this guy, because people have to judge your spiritual understanding by the way you look, I can talk. And in them areas, I'm feeling real bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, you actually take your, your, your book into some churches and, um, you also said that you do some ministry in your community, handing them out. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's good to hear. Uh, what would you tell somebody who might be listening today who struggles with this idea of eternal security? Now, we haven't defined what eternal security is, but eternal security basically is the belief that once you are saved or become a Christian, you cannot lose that salvation because of anything you do. And that's because grace is defined as something that's free and unconditional and undeserved. So if we're saved by something we didn't earn, then we can't lose it by something that we do. We're, stayed, we're saved by grace and we remain saved by grace. So that's eternal security. And then from that, we can have full assurance of salvation. But, you know, Joe, there's a lot of people in the world today, in, in my world, where I go uh, all over the world that just struggle with this issue of doubting their salvation. They don't know if they go to sleep where, and died in their sleep, where they're going to wake up. Or if the car crosses that middle line in the street, what's going to happen to them? And they would probably like to get this settled. What would you tell them about how they can know for sure that they have eternal life forever? Well, the, the, I think the greatest convincer that we have is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully with the word of God, you would get the spirit of God that would bring on the reassurance or the conviction or the, or the reassurance to let you know that 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 what you are thinking is is being confirmed by God, and so what from what I did, what happened to me, and I think it's it's a good thing that anybody could do. After the churches and people were saying all these different things and all back and forth, I did a study on the Holy Spirit. I, t- I went and bought me a concordance and and, uh, and and a Bible dictionary and different things, and I began to look up. Uh, what the Bible say about the Holy Spirit. And then, then through that, I found out that, you know, like the Pentecostal tell me about uh, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost is different. I found out that, that the, the Holy Spirit is in every believer yeah. and you cannot even be a believer. You're not a new creature. You're not a new creation. If you don't have Christ in you, which is the Holy Spirit in you, is Christ in you is the Holy Spirit. And, and not only that, that that would make you a new creature and, and qualify you and make you a Christian, but also it's it, it's it is the guarantee from God. The Holy Spirit is your guarantee from God because Christ said, and uh, I think that um, uh, Ephesians uh, John 14. Yeah, it said, when the spirit of truth come, he will abide with you forever. And Paul kept saying, you're sealed to the day of redemption. So when you put that together, it began to make it crystal clear that and, and that that if you are lost, God either going to dishonor his word or God going to keep his word. And so you, God, going to be with you forever because the, 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 the spirit of Christ in you will never leave you. 
And Christ said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So that itself then not only give you your proper identity, it also gives you the reassurance that you are eternally salvaged, saved because Christ is in you and he promised he'll never leave you. Amen. So it it um, sounds like when well, you're talking about the sealing of the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1.14, Ephesians 4.30 is the guarantee. Right. And it, it really boils down to a matter of do you, does a person believe what God has promised to be true, that eternal life is eternal, not interrupted or not temporary or not probation, or do they not believe that? And a person simply needs to decide, do they believe God's promise of everlasting life? And it's, it's a, so simple that I think many, many people miss it. Uh, well, Joe, your, your book is called, What is Eternal Salvation? A Big Liar, Simple Truth. Uh, where can people find this book? Um, but it been published, I guess, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all those different. Um, um, I saw something I think called Live Wire, uh, uh, Live Wire. It's on. I think it's on, it's out there on all kind of things because I I got um uh uh, uh this published com company. Oh God, read um new Newman Springs Publishing. Yeah, Newman Springs, right? And they and then they put it out there and and they they got it on all those different places. They, they have it, but I know it's Amazon and all these different. Right. Okay. So you websites. can get it on Amazon and yeah. uh, I, I'll just tell people who are listening. It, it's a short book. It's a good book that can, uh, it gets right to the point. It would make a good study guide, a group uh, study. Uh, you can hear uh, Joe and that passion and that voice and that uh, simple explanation of the gospel comes out in the book, just as you've heard him talking about it today. Um, so Joe, I, 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 you give these out for free and I don't think you, you, you even have a price on the book. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I hope that some people will look it up and, and get that and, and maybe donate to your cause of, of handing them out. Uh, because anytime we hand things out, it's going to cost us uh, a lot to print these days. And uh, I know that's an expense to you. I know it's a gift to you. Uh, from you to God, and we don't want to take that blessing away from you. But I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd appreciate a little bit of help so you could publish some more books in the future. Well, Joe, uh, it's been a delight to visit with you today because we hear in you uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and all of His joy and enthusiasm and passion. Something that we we just don't hear in a lot of people today, and um, it, it's so good to see that you're you understand the issues of free grace the gospel, eternal security, puts a big smile on your face and a big smile on your heart. And that just comes through. So it's really been delightful talking to you today. Thank you, sir. And appreciate it. And uh, hey, next time you get ready to go, if I can go. <laughs> well, get this no, get those shrimp and grits ready. Um, <laughs> I also like crabs. So I know you got them in South Carolina too. My brother lives in Charleston. My brother lives in Charleston. So when next time I visit him, we'll drop in. Yes. How about that? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I hope the Lord continue to bless your ministry. And this, this is this is the top of the, uh, of my biggest imagination dream that I could ever imagine. That just to be in, have been an opportunity to be on your program here, and I thank the Lord for you. And I hope the Lord continue to bless your ministry and you. Well, we we <laughs> thank you, Joe. We praise God for you and your life and how 
you're um, affecting people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we pray that the, our little interview here will go around the world and change a lot of lives. So uh, this, this is coming to you in our series called Grace Stories under the Simply by Grace podcast, which you can find obviously on any podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and what we've talked about today is the simple gospel of grace. Grace means that you can't do anything to earn salvation. It has to be a gift. And the only way to receive a gift is through faith. Faith means believing in something, being convinced it's true. That's the promise that God gave us. That, And we have to be convinced that it's true, that whoever believes in him has everlasting life. And everlasting life is not temporary. It's eternal. So when we believe in Jesus Christ, he gives us eternal life that cannot be lost. And that puts a great deal of comfort and assurance in our hearts so we can know that we're saved. And nobody can take that away, and we cannot lose it. Even though we will continue to sin in some ways, we cannot lose that salvation. That's how gracious God is. So if that's something that you need to do today to find full assurance of salvation, you can, even as I'm talking, just say, Lord Jesus Christ, would you please uh, forgive me my sins, be my savior today, and give me that gift of eternal life. And I thank you for it. And that's all it takes. I'd encourage you to read the Bible. Uh, the book of John is what I recommend starting with, the gospel of John, the fourth gospel. And, uh, and just keep reading. Read the Bible. Well, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it so that more people will hear it. And if you like it, even more people will hear it. And if you leave a comment, it even gets further distribution. So please do all those things. And uh, again, until we see you again, until all here, grace and peace. Thank you for listening. For more resources or to help spread the message of God's life-changing grace, visit our website at gracelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at simplybygrace at gracelife.org. See you next time.